I get a phone call or some indicator that something bad was going down in some way or another or perceived bad to me at the time is I would get this kind of rush of adrenaline. The cortisol would flow and that would eat up. The serotonin would then try to flow in and go, hey, there's no tiger running after you right now. It's not a fight or flight event. You can settle down, but serotonin is burned up trying to settle your heart down. And when that happens, yeah, then you have it right. You're depleted of serotonin. You feel like crap. You have no motivation. You can't think very clearly. And that is brain fog. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together, let's find your unique balance. All right, Balancers, today I'm joined by the Chief Product Officer for Newtopia. He has created high-performance experiential nutritional supplements that help reverse some elements of addiction and disease, as well as improve neurological performance and take it to a nearly superhuman level, something I know I'm personally interested to hear more about and something I know the listeners are really excited to hear about too. We're going to be speaking about the brain. We're going to be talking about brain fog. We're going to be talking about diverting and really optimizing high performance, so things that everyone loves to hear when it comes to really optimizing not only their life balance, just the quality of life and the overall enjoyment of it. So it's my pleasure to welcome Mark Effinger to the show today. Mark, a big warm welcome. Wonderful to see you, Erica. Thanks so much for the invite, by the way. No, it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, you go by Mr. Newts as well. So what would you prefer I call you, Mark or Mr. Newts? <laughs> <laughs> Either one is fine. It was a, that, was a, that was a moniker given to me my, by Matt Gallant, the CEO of, uh, of the company, as we, were, as we were merging our two companies together. And Matt said, hey, let's, let's protect your brand just in case anything goes sideways in our relationship. So it was a really smart thing to do. And I, I feel really lucky to have been blessed, Mr. Newts. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It's like a little IP uh, trademark you've inherited. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, you can so, feel the copyright, the copyright sign, the R yeah, yeah, sign. Yeah, I can see it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I want to, I guess, start with, and this is something that I personally am always really genuinely curious to hear about and understand. And it's when founders have created either a service or a product just off the back of something that they've struggled with, something they've found challenging. And I know this is something that resonates with you. I mean, in your own kind of background, struggles with health issues along the way as well, that kind of led you to a bit of a turning point where you started Newtopia. So can you walk us through, I guess, your journey to starting the business and and what was really the impetus behind you creating this incredible brand? Absolutely. So the first part was um, I had a health crisis back in the early 90s where I was a white rat for, um, for a drug called Accutane. I had cystic acne. I was in the military. You kind of sign your life away when you're in the military. And so that was like my first you know, challenge that I had to face. I had, it was, I had um, chronic depression. I had uh, a chronic nasal, uh, a, a nasal drip uh, that was just awful, about a pint a day. And I'm sure that my partners thought as I would rush out of the conference room, I'm sure they thought that I was trying to do a line of blow or something. And it was, it was really just, just, I could not control this. And, um, I had uh, chronic fatigue along with that. And so my first great epiphany was meeting a, an NDMD who, uh, who diagnosed me as hypothyroid and realizing the difference between, 
um, thyroid supplementation and without, and this six-month journey that I, I made with him and suddenly feeling like a freaking rock star um, after that point. And I was building multiple businesses at the time. I had a technology company that I had a good CEO in charge of, but I was still in charge of product development and marketing. And um, it seems to be the way that I always end up <laughs> launching these companies. That's your little slot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Is I'll, I'll launch them. I'll get them going. I get about seven to 20 employees. And I say, I don't like managing people. I really love managing technology and marketing and projects. So yeah, so that's kind of how that went. And then um, and my wife and I at the time, we, it, that, just, that would just opened our eyes to natural health and the fact that you can actually do things to modify your, your performance level. And for me, the simple thing of taking desiccated thyroid um, made a, a profound difference in my health, wellness, my clarity, my focus, um, and my overall joy because I started enjoying work again and, and started really getting into it and taking on way too much, which is my, my typical way to do things. Um, your signature. And, and, <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe a few of your listeners might understand that one. Um, the, what happened though, is we, we started having babies. So we had three children all born at home, all natural births. Um, the first one, Kaylee was in a hot tub. My son, Dustin was in a birthing chair in the master suite of our home. And my youngest daughter uh, was born on a beautiful black Italian leather couch in front of the, of a roaring fireplace. So <laughs> that was, it was, it was great. It was great. Uh, and I, and I really loved the experience one of being with my wife in that environment and also just kind of that bonding that you get with your child when you have that, that really intimate experience of, you know, whether it's cutting the cord or just, just, you know, the, the baby's crowning and you're, you know, I remember my wife on the last birth was grabbing my hand and just about crushed it. As she said, she looked at me with those eyes and she said, you're getting cut. And then Livy was released from the womb. <laughs> so that was her call to birth control. So, <laughs> so it's great. The, the event that happened, my, my wife had fairly narrow hips. She tore a little bit. And the midwife, this is back before uh, the Sackler family had taken over the painkiller industry. Um, and they gave my wife four oxycodone. And my wife found her muse for life. And that was, uh, that was both the start of her journey through um, drug dependence. And 10 years later, she committed suicide on that very same drug. So it was a, it was a harrowing event, um, super talented, bright, uh, very capable woman, great mom at times. Um, and to see her go down that, that hole of desperation and hell and, you know, finding all kinds of creative ways to get her fix was just a very sad event. Um, so I started, uh, I was pretty pissed as you can imagine, that um, that the doctors would keep feeding her this drug that she didn't need, but um, but had a you know an emotional connection with. I I kind of called back to my I had some neurochemistry background and had worked with some products on neurochemistry as well as human growth hormone work back in the '90s, and I called that up again. Um, we moved uh, all the way across the state, Washington State, we were at the time. And I just started formulating compounds in an effort to help people get off of addictive drugs. I felt that it was that for some reason, very much like, like whether it's cancer or some other um, state, 
is the systems that have been instituted and put together to try to help people um, and try to get, you know, eliminate these diseases didn't seem to be moving in the right direction, or at least at the speed that as an entrepreneur, I wanted to move. So I sought some, um, some great assistance from, um, I had a brainstorming software company at the time that I co-founded with the, with the founder of Century 21 Real Estate. And so I had a bunch of really smart people who used software to get brighter and more creative. And I was able to tap into them and say, hey, I'm trying to do this thing. I'd like to get people, I'd like to help people get better cognitive performance and use that as a launching pad for, for getting off of addictive behavior. And so I started working with a thing called nootropics, which are brain enhancing natural substances or precursors to neurochemicals. And that was where it got fun because in the, in the 3000 prototypes that I created prior to making the first working model of a solution, I started discovering these, these attributes or states that could be accomplished with certain neurochemical precursor compounds. You mix this with this and a little bit of this, um, you get rid of your inflammatory response and you get a little antioxidant levels increased and suddenly your body starts working really well. And then you can say, hold it. Now that my body isn't being kind of, kind of weighted down by, by these, you know, t typical conditions we have are, are high inflammation from either poor foods or other attributes of our, we're not exercising enough, those kinds of things. Um, we often have oxidative stress. Um, we often have adaptogenic issues where our adrenal gland is over overperforming and, and suddenly we're in fight or flight constantly. And so by managing those and finding for, you know, kind of eliminating those first, or at least, you know, pressing them to a point where they're not uh, problematic, you could suddenly start adding very small doses of neurochemical precursors, typically amino acid chelates and, and similar, and signaling molecules that would tell the brain, hey, I could use a little bit more acetylcholine so I could think clearer. Or I could use a little bit of dopamine because I need some reward and I need some drive. You know, so that's, and that's really the key, right? Like we all want to be able to get into the states of performance that we kind of fall across or we stumble across once in a while in our lives. The state of flow, right? Where you suddenly, you, time goes away. I remember when I was, a, when I was young, when I was seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, and I was had start, first started working on science, my mother would have to call me in from the shed out behind the house where I was doing these chemistry experiments and I would do those till, till midnight, one, two in the morning. Um, just because I had no scope of time because I was so into the flow state of investigation and curiosity. And that can be very powerful, right? Absolutely. I mean, so that's one focus was another, um, I'm, I'm the poster child for ADHD. And so being able to get into a deep state of focus that's sustainable and I know kind of how long it's going to last and what I can do during those periods becomes a power tool. And so nootropics were the power tool and state change were the power move. And that's kind of what I discovered in this process and it became really valuable. And then people started asking for these solutions. Um, There's some great background on the, the first guy that did it. I was on a match.com date and it's, it's his, uh, I, her, the girl I was having a date with her former boyfriend was at the bar and we called him over and he was a, a well-known British uh, photographer for sports illustrated magazine. And he, he, you know, we were talking and I said, what's your biggest problem in, you know, in physiology and neurology? He goes, Oh, because I can't focus to save my life. I get distracted by everything. So of course I hand him a, a test tube 
of of crappy tasting powder and a and a capsule. And I said, "Well, try this next time." And he goes, "Cool, man." He goes, "I'm flying out to go shoot Blade Runner, the guy they call Blade Runner, who is Pistorius, the guy with the with the fiberglass and carbon fiber um, legs, who was a sprinter." And um, he texts me from that from that photo shoot, and he goes, "Dude." He goes, I got the shot. They had 20 handlers and I couldn't, and not one of them uh, could blow my shot. And he goes, thanks so much. This is awesome. How do I get more? And I was still prototyping so at the time. Again. I didn't have more. Yeah. Right. You know, oh no. Um, yeah. Careful what you wish awesome. for. That's incredible. Mark, I want to thank you so much for being just open with your journey. Uh, I can't even imagine how difficult, you know, that time would have been for you. And, and it's really nice to hear I guess how you've grown from different challenges and experiences in your life and you're now you know diverting that and you're kind of bringing back a passion you had as a young star and sharing this with the world and I think a lot of people listening can really resonate with having had moments in their life where they feel in flow where time isn't important but I have to say a lot of those people listening now won't feel like that thing for them is their job right for them, it might be a side, a side hobby, uh, a habit, just something else they do in their time. And I think one key thing to understand with nootropics, right, because it's, it's not something a lot of people have either experimented with or heard about. I think the key thing to understand about it, and I mean, you're the expert, so correct me if I'm wrong, is that it's actually a way to supplement different neurotransmitters in the brain. So it's not like you're taking um, a stimulant. Per, per se, right? Because I think a lot of misconception sometimes is it's like having coffee or, you know, taking something that's going to heighten your experience. I think the a key understanding is that it steps in and, uh, you know, kind of bolsters those neurotransmitters that we already have or already should naturally be producing, but kind of just optimizes them. Um, in kind of your experience, is that the correct way to describe nootropics? And if so, what do you think are the main ones that people are deficient in that, that give them kind of trouble with focus or being in flow or just, you know, just being concentrated at, at any given moment? Yeah. So um, one of it's, you're ab absolutely right. Um, one of the things that we learned early on is you don't feed people the neurotransmitter that they need. You feed people the precursors to the neurotransmitter and let your body do its natural work to then convert it to the components you need in the right ratios you need at the right time with all of the right support instruments. If you think of it as a band, your neurotransmitters, you know, you got one that's a bass, maybe that's dopamine. You know, you've got your drums and that might be noradrenaline, nor, you know, norepinephrine or adrenaline. You've got acetylcholine, right, which is a vocalist. It's memory, it's recall, it's thinking and clarity. And you might have serotonin, which is more mood stabilization so that you've, you can control your moods and you can you find that, you know, and that might be the guitar. So you don't want to, one is you don't want to artificially um, inseminate your brain with these neurochemicals. You want to get the precursors. There's, there's a number of natural extracts that, that are really effective precursors. And by implementing those with, again, these support molecules and, and also, again, working to, to reduce the amount of oxidative stress and, you know, the adrenal output, those factors, you can actually pull yourself into these states. Flow is a great one, right? So you're going to have a bit of dopamine in there. That's a, that's a pretty essential one for that, but you're also going to have an acetylcholine that you actually are able to, to kind of access 
some of the insights that you may have collected over the decades. Um, and so they're, they're easily available and you can pull them up as you need. Because when you're doing deep work, it's really essential that you're not struggling. You want a little bit of struggle on the, on the precipice of the start of deep work. You don't want something so easy that you don't have to work at it. You want it hard enough that you have to work at it. You have to think of it. You also have to have high curiosity and interest. And that can convert, if done right, to, can convert to passion. And when you suddenly become passionate about something, the amount of fuel, cognitive fuel, as well as, uh, you know, as, as emotional fuel, is so high that everything seems engaging, interesting, and fun, and that will keep you, uh, you know, working in that process for an extended period of time. So, with the neurochemical precursors, what you're doing is you're, you're, you know, and, and that's what nootropics do so well, is you're giving your body these precursors, and you're using signaling in the brain to say, okay, now I've got all the raw components I need for this. Let's convert it at the rate that you need it for this event that you're going to do. And you can actually yeah. get into a state change or state optimization. You can close your eyes. You can get into a state. If you could just go to a memory of something that really cool that's happened or a relationship that's really you love or that you have this interesting thing or, or a, a paragraph you read somewhere that was motivating, you can go into that state immediately. Our tools, our, our power tools are this nootropic for you to be able to get into that state on a reliable basis for the length of time you need to get into that state to perform the things that are important to you. That's kind of the promise of nootropics. For anybody that's seen Bradley Cooper walking up the steps in, in the movie Limitless, and he's walking up the steps of his apartment and he's taken the clear pill and suddenly the lights are a little brighter. His eyes are a little bluer. And he sees the, or he hears the, the spokes of the bicycle wheel as it's turning. And then he sees and he glances at a book in the book bag from, from his landlord's wife's um, college course. And all of a sudden he gets this flood of, of recall. He can kind of sense her emotions. That's the, the ultimate promise of nootropics is we all would love to get to that state where we're so in tune with what's going on. We're so sensitive to what's going on and we're so capable um, that we don't hesitate to make the moves that help us get to the next level in our lives, right? Whether it's writing some great copy or it's, it's having the, the wisdom and the bravery to go step out on your own after having a corporate gig. Those are all things that require a state change. And we just have these really cool tools that help you get there faster, better, and sustainably. And one of the most important parts of that, Erica, is that these are not a replacement for your performance. These are, again, they're, they're power tools to help you get there. But in the process of utilizing these solutions, you're building new neural pathways in your brain and new emotional pathways in your body that allow you to get into that state easier and faster with or without the nootropics. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. For time. Yeah, and I think the thing I love about it, and, and I have to say, uh, your team kindly sent me 
a whole bunch of stacks to try and I have been loving them. I really have. I, I'm still experimenting with because um, in the book it kind of has different themes, I guess, of stacks. So I've been like trying to save them for days where I have things so I can really optimize them. But the thing I love about it and the thing I know will resonate with a lot of the people listening is it's not a medicine, it's not antibiotic or anything like that that's, that feels artificial. It's, it's something that actually supports the natural functioning of your body. And I think this is a really key thing to understand because it's it can be really hard sometimes when you're seeing a lot of things on the market, especially when it comes to performance and focus. And, and I think anything that's stimulating your natural bodily functions can be really off-putting and, and put you in a completely different state to where you actually want to be. But, but these function in a way to support your natural state of being, which is something I really, really appreciate. Um, just, just coming from like an alternative medicine already point of view, that's kind of my point of preference, to then utilize something that helps you kind of connect with the state you should already be in, I think is incredible. Um, but it kind of leads me to wonder as well, is there, like, are these used to bring us back to a baseline that we should already be at and, and for, for whatever reason we feel deficient in, in certain areas or is it overall uh, a tool to just take it to the next level? So I guess what I'm asking and I understand, like, everyone's baseline is going to be a little bit different, but generally speaking, are these used to fill gaps in things that we're deficient in? And if so, do you can, can you kind of speak to the reason why we might be deficient naturally in some of these precursors or the neurotransmitters themselves? Well, I don't, I don't want to get into factory farming, but maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> Is wherever you, a, a wherever you of, want to take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's a couple. There's a couple of inherent issues that we're dealing with. A few that we're dealing with regularly. One is the pace of change in our lives has changed dramatically from when we were agrarian farmers to where we are today, sitting behind electronic devices trying to to beat a millisecond calls um, on the trading floor. So the amount of stress that we're dealing with on a regular basis is so high that it has modulated our baseline significantly. So we've got this we've got this stress from poor food. We have relationship stress, which is greatly expanded thanks to social media. And even though I love, I, I really love social media and a lot of the things that's allowed me to do, like the, the zero degree uh, of distance from anybody that I really want to have a communication with is a really a beautiful blessing. At the same time, we also feel a maintenance level that we have to, to, to try to keep those relationships going, right? There's a certain amount of really, and I, I don't know how many times at, at one in the morning I've maybe woken up and I'm going, oh, I really should reach out to X because I owe them a call or I owe them a, a ping in some way, or at least text them a high. And it's a, it's a, a little stress event that accumulates over time. And those also affect all of our emotional states. Our baselines have have degraded to a certain extent. Um, hustle culture, I love Gary Vee, but hustle culture has also been, um, it's both a blessing and a, and a curse. In um, you know, like, like, let's get out there and, and move the needle in our lives and in other people's lives. Let's go support them. And at the same time, uh, let's be on 24-7. And there's no downtime and there's no, you know, time for us. And it has a, you know, that can have a really negative impact. So from my perspective, I, we even wrote a book on it called Sick to Superhuman. Our experience is that most people in some part of their lives have, or, or physiology, neurology are not healthy. And that can be a result of, I mean, you know, I was, I was an incredible um, athlete when I was younger. 
I, and I'm still an athlete today, but, but when I was younger, I was, I was, you know, measurable, effective athlete, right? Well, as I started building my first business back in 1986, I spent a lot more time in the laboratory and working 18, 20 hour days than I did when I was younger, where I would, I would go to my, you know, I would clock into my job. Uh, I would clock out of my job. I would bicycle uh, to and from my work. Um, I would go running immediately after work. I'd go lift weights for an hour, um, you know, and, and then I might go mountain climbing or I might go hang gliding or road race motorcycles or something like that. And the, just the amount of general activity and the venting that happened from that, you know, the, the, the release of all of these, these, you know, cord- what would otherwise be cortisol inducing events suddenly became pleasurable when you're, when your knee is on the pavement, you're going around at 120 miles an hour and you've got a throttle to make the back end of your motorcycle shift so that you can actually make it through that hairpin turn. There's a little white knuckle, but there's so much pleasure and dopaminergic joy when you make it around that corner. That was going on every day. Today, you and I wake up in the morning. We may have a ritual, you know, like I'll do some meditation and I've got my newts that I take and I my water and, and the drinks that I have and and, um, you know, and, and a gratitude journal and, and those things, um, if I don't do those things and I didn't for many years, um, I am in a, I start from a, a negative baseline, mm. but yeah, with a little bit heightened stress state already. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, I, you know, there was a, a number of years where I woke up and the first thing I did was I grabbed my phone. Mm-hmm. I looked at all of the stressful events that I was going to have to attack that day. And then, right. And then I lived that, that cortisol-induced life. Since then, with the help of nootropics, I've raised my baseline and every year my baseline goes up higher. I do biofeedback as well, neurofeedback. Um, I do everything I can to help uh, me. I'm 61 years old, so I don't want to look, feel, or operate like the 61-year-olds I see at the local supermarket. And it's not a, you know, it's it, it, hopefully it'd be a clarion call to them where they go, hey, I want to be like that guy because, you know, cool blue coat, what? Um, <laughs> oh, I've got to say, for everyone watching on video, you certainly don't look 61. So the, the nudes are doing the job. And I right. guess it comes down to a holistic approach to your life as well. I mean, I know you're just talking about like the morning routine and battling with that. Um, what's the word? It's almost like a pull to check your phone first thing in the morning. We all experience it. I can hands down say I still, even though I have my morning routine, it's something I still experience. If you can do little things like, you know, have mindfulness in the morning, have your routine, you know, experiment with nootropics, things like that, that raise your baseline. It's almost like you're adding blocks to your foundation, right? Before you start your day. And that makes whatever is ahead of you for the rest of the day, that little bit more manageable. doesn't mean you're you know, never going to encounter stress. You're never going to deal with challenges. But, but this whole conversation is really geared at just arming you to function at, at your most potential. I think one thing that people would also regularly struggle with, um, something I used to a lot more, to be honest, regularly not so much, probably because of the nudes, to be honest with you, but it is something to do with uh, brain fog. I just wanted to, oh. I guess, get your thoughts on why that actually happens. Like, what is it that, what are the neurotransmitters potentially that we're missing? Um, do you often see like a, a really common factor that goes into yeah. people with brain fog? And and if so, 
I mean, I know on your website you have like a little questionnaire for people to fill out for what they're struggling with so that, you know, it's recommended what they what they need. But just on the topic of brain fog, because I think it's a, quite a universal one, what are kind of the factors that go into why we experience that and then what are the, the precursors or the neurotransmitters that we need to bolster to counteract that? I love that question. Um, this is a big one for me. There were years where, um, especially when I was hypothyroid and uh, and afterward where I literally couldn't focus. I mean, I, 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 I had this constant, it wasn't just a brain fog. It was actually a visual fog. I, I couldn't focus for any period of time. And you lose what, what, you know, the, if you take a look at the secondary and tertiary byproducts of that, if you can't focus well, your, your level of accomplishment goes down and it's measurable. If you can't focus well, and you've got this, this fog, all of the emotional ties that you normally would have in this deep connection with somebody looking into their eyes or having that intimacy with them go away. And so there are a number of secondary and tertiary issues that suddenly compound and they become bigger than just the brain fog. On the brain fog front, there's a number of things. One is, and we make a, we have a solution for this in our nootropics box that you get. Um, and that is, we have a thing called mental reboot we have an AM and a PM. So, um, one of the factors is you start to get these plaques that build up in the brain that cause a, a lack of transmission between neurons. So it basically hampers the transmission between neurons and also becomes an overhead, an inflammatory overhead in the brain as well. So those are things. So there's a thing that happens at, during sleep, which is hypercritical for brain fog, by the way. During sleep, the brain shrinks slightly. And what it does is it opens up for a cerebral spinal fluid to flow around the capillaries which you've got miles of capillaries in your brain and the capillary wall is super thin and that cerebral spinal fluid flows past it and pulls out toxins, beta amyloid plaques, tau proteins, and then the detritus that happens from mitochondrial output. Mitochondria is kind of the, the you know, the brain has a huge amount of mitochondria in neurons. And so you've got this output right? It's exhaust that's happening as you're, as you're exciting these neurons and getting this, this activity happening. And so you want to be able to take advantage of your sleep cycle, which is naturally trying to detox you. Mm -hmm. It's enhancing that. And we have a product, again, Mental Reboot, that basically accelerates the detoxification of the brain. Then it brings that through the spinal, out the, at the body. Um, and that's one factor. So one is getting detoxification to a good level. Another is, of course, gut health. Get your gut healthy, get your microbiome in balance, eat the right foods, do some of those things. I've got, I have a couple of big forkfuls of sauerkraut first thing in the morning. And uh, it, it's incredible that, and, I, and we have a, a thing called P3OM, which is a, a probiotic that uh, we make at Bioptimizers and, um, and some other factors. Uh, one is Capex. So I like to I bring up certain levels of these, these certain neurochemical precursors so that my body is as elevated in its baseline. But on that fog front, we also often, when the gut is out of balance, you're going to naturally have fog because the neurotransmitter connection on what's called the vagal nerve is, so between the gut and brain, we talk about the gut brain connection, yeah. whereas there, there's a vagal nerve or the vagus nerve that is connecting those two. When the gut is out of balance um, and 90 to 95% of the serotonin is made in the gut, 5% is triggered from the vagal nerve into the brain. So the serotonin doesn't flow through the blood-brain barrier, right? but it does trigger and create it. So we want to make sure that we have not too much serotonin, but definitely enough. If you don't have enough, 
And um, here's an indicator of where not enough is problematic is when I was going through this hypothyroid crisis is every time I would get a phone call or this is prior to this is prior to email becoming popular. Um, I get a phone call or some indicator that something bad was going down in some way or another or perceived bad to me at the time is I would get this kind of rush of adrenaline. The cortisol would flow and that would eat up. The serotonin would then try to flow in and go, hey, there's no tiger running after you right now. It's not a fight or flight event. You can settle down, but serotonin is burned up trying to settle your heart down. Sure, and when that happens, yeah, then you have it right. You're depleted of serotonin. You feel like crap. You have no motivation. You can't think very clearly. And that is brain fog. Mm-hmm. And it takes anywhere from four to eight hours for you to replace that if you've got a good diet and you exercise and do those things. But you just feel unmotivated and incapable of making good performance decisions at that point. So that's a big one. So you want to replace that. We have a thing called Upbeat, which is our our selective serotonin product. And what it does in contrast to say an SSRI, people know about antidepressants, um, an SSRI traps serotonin between the synapse and it keeps it reflowing through the synapse. Okay. And that's this, so it doesn't, it doesn't flow through the synapse and then get used up through, there's an enzyme that would normally break it down. It actually keeps flowing back and forth. When it does that, it naturally signals the brain saying, Hey, I've got a, enough serotonin to last forever. And as a result of that, it quits creating serotonin. So as soon as the SSRI runs out, your serotonin depleted. What we do in contrast is we give you again, all of these precursors to serotonin. And then we signal your brain to say, Hey, I've got all the precursors. How much serotonin do you need? Do you want some now? We've got some, we got as much as you want, as much as you need. And it allows it to flow in with always a surplus sitting in the background so that you never run out of serotonin. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's one way to, to solve that problem in the, in the middle reboot pairing, which by the way, I, I, it's really important is it's two things. It's a capsule you take at night that helps to amplify that detoxification process that happens in the brain while you sleep. And it's a sublingual in the morning, meaning you, you, you hold it upright, you tap it a little bit, you pull the top off and you pour it under your tongue. And what it does is it, you, you spoke about baselines earlier, Erica, and it does that. It basically raises your baseline of cognitive performance so that everything else you do on top of that is another step up. Bonus. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of my solution to that. But there's, there's a number of neurochemical, whenever you have neurochemical imbalance, you're going to have either brain fog or agitation, or you're going to have mood issues, or you're going to have personality, you know, dysfunction. And Mm -hmm. so getting all of those in balance for you, um, there's that neurochemical test at the top of our website. When you take that, what it helps us to know is what are you, what do you have a dominance in as a neurochemical and what do you have a lack of? So that when we custom formulate your nootropics for you, they, we build it around those factors so that we boost the ones you're, you're weak in and we don't hyperactivate the ones that you already have a surplus of. Yeah, I think that's a really good call out because it's, you know, when these things are available to you and you have access to them, sometimes you assume you know what you need. But I think something like, I mean, I had a little play with the, the test uh, on your on your site because you guys sent me a whole box and I just thought it was it was great to see like a little test that you can, it's really personalized, like you can fill it out in terms of what you're struggling with, your energy, your mood, you know, what you want to increase yeah. or feel more of. And I think that's really important before you kind of go on the journey of, of, of trying or experimenting with any of these things. 
Um, but yeah, I think brain fog is a big one. And um, of course, paired with if you want to optimize, I guess, the experience or uh, experimentation, shall we say, with something like nootropics, I think a couple key things there that go hand in hand that are like from a holistic point of view that I know from our conversation is something you do as well is, is really making sure sleep is on point, your hydration, oh, yeah. your diet, and that you're moving because all of these things work together. And from my understanding, the way the nootropics work is to come in and support the natural order of your your body you know if your thyroid's out if things aren't working if things aren't transmitting um, brain receptors things like that these come in to support that but of course you can't expect to scrape through with zero sleep because how is a you know sleep <laughs> detoxification going to work if, if you're not sleeping you know so definitely paying attention to the little things that we all know that we, we don't need to be told to you know do more of or pay attention to definitely need um you know a, a reminder at this point uh, but Mark, I wanted to ask you if people want to follow along your journey. I mean, I know we've really only scraped the surface of a lot of the things that are in your brain to disseminate and share with everyone. And I'm sure that you have little pockets of, of space and time on the internet where you potentially share that around. So where's the best place they can connect with you firstly? And uh, of course, check out the products and take the quiz to suss out, I guess, where they might be lacking in. I love it. I love it. So um, we've got a Facebook um, group at Newtopia. So Facebook slash Newtopia is a great place to, to visit us. And also, um, we have, uh, we have a really badass um, uh, mod there. Her name is Sarah Jessica, who is a rock star in helping. And what she does is a, as a moderator for both, both the, um, the Facebook page and also for me, is she will bring me individuals who have very specific issues that they would love to address or questions about how to optimize these things. And that works really well. Um, Mark Effinger, EFF is in Frank, I-N-G-E-R on Facebook as well. And then um, we have a we have a great uh, Newtopia Brain Instagram that um, we do call outs of some of these things where we try to summarize some of the points that you were making today in this and do it in a really succinct, you know, five, 10, 15 second sound bites to help you. And then Feel free if, if anybody wants to reach out to me directly. It's Mr. Newts at newtopia.com. Mr. Newts at newtopia.com. I uh, would love to have that. And and I think you also have um, a, a, probably a coupon and a discount for your for your listeners as well if they'd like to to try our stuff. Awesome, Mark. I'll pop links to all of that below. And your team has kindly also offered ten percent off the products, the bundles, which I can definitely vouch for. And I'm excited to continue to try them. So, guys, check out the codes in the show notes below, and that will give you ten percent off all the incredible products. But, Mark, I want to thank you so much for coming on. As I said, I feel like we've only you know scraped the surface. So, I'd love to have you back on in the future for another chat. And thank you so much for your time. It's really, really appreciated. And I know all of the listeners would have gotten a lot out of today's show. Thank you so much, Eric. It was great to meet you. I'm so good. And let's do it. Let's do another. Well, there's some deep Absolutely. dives I would love to take with you. Sleep. <laughs> let's do a deep dive on sleep. Incredible. I'll, I'll do even like a little poll on, on my social media and see what people want to hear more of. Um, anyone listening on Spotify, there's a little Q&A button on the episode. So use that to request anything you want us to dive deeper on and we'll have Mark back on in the near future. Awesome.